0: lifestyle bloggers who never want you to have to say, oh well, when it comes to your health. Giving simple wellness tips
1: for the everyday girl. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Oh Well Podcast. I'm Monica, and I'm here with my independent co-host, Danae. Hey. Hey, hey. We are tackling a difficult subject today. It is codependency. Hmm. Many of us are codependent and don't even know it. And it's manifesting in frustration, lack of connection, depression, and anxiety. So today Danae and I are going to go through ten ways you may be codependent and how to reverse it.
0: Yes, and this is a judgment-free zone. Yes. But we really just want to help people, you know, you may see some of this in yourself or somebody you know, um, but these are just gonna be some steps that we think that you can take to help you, you know, break free from that. Absolutely. It's no fun, right? So first yes. of all, what is codependence? Yes. It's when you have excessive emotional reliance on a partner, typically one who requires support on account of an illness or an addiction. So that's a big one. Or in other words, codependency is characterized by a person belonging to a dysfunctional one-sided relationship where one person relies on the other for meeting nearly all their emotional and self-esteem needs. Ooh. That's a lot I for somebody. A lot. Then you may be in a codependent relationship. That doesn't even mean just a you know relationship like a romantic relationship. Right. It could be with your mom Absolutely. <laughs> or your dad or your sister <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, the term codependency has been around for decades. So this is something, if you haven't heard it, it's definitely been around. So you or someone you may know may suffer from being codependent. So we're yes. going to talk about some signs to look out for, but also ways to help yourself out of this situation, because it feels kind of yucky when you're in it. Absolutely. The first sign I wanted to talk about, is that a way that you can indicate if you're codependent, is you fear upsetting others with your decisions. <gasps> for someone who is codependent, you struggle with making your own decisions with the fear that someone is going to be upset or mad at you. I'm sure we've all felt that way in one way or another. You worry that you may lose out on a relationship because of this. And this could be a sign that you are codependent. So what can you do about that? Something that you can do to get you through this issue is to start working on your self-esteem, right? I know that that may seem hard, but you have to change the narrative in your own head if you want to move forward. When you're confident in who you are, you're not as worried about what others think when you're making decisions, True. it's okay to have a healthy outlook on wanting people to be happy or not upset right like i don't want my friends and my family to be upset with me all the time right but when it comes between you and making the right decision for your life you may have a codependency issue that you need to deal with yeah. so start start speaking differently to yourself fall more in love with who you are by getting to know yourself more listening to your gut Spending some time alone and hanging around people who are uplifting. Some of these steps could really help you when it comes to you feel like you're rocking the boat. You know, your decisions and are rocking the boat or making people upset. Sometimes it's really just about, I need to be more confident in who I am. Because when you really feel that confidence, you're not really worried about that. You're okay to go forward with making those decisions.
1: Absolutely. Such a good one. Yeah. Okay, next is you have a hard time thinking about your needs in a relationship. Oh, man. Oh, man. This is such a hard one. It can also be such a dangerous one. This yes. codependency can lead to either like emotional abuse or just a sense, a lost sense of complete identity of who mm-hmm. you are and what you are and that relationship, whether it's romantic or family or our friend right requires two sides in order to flourish remember guys it's two people coming together to make a relationship and when you are always saying yes or doing things you don't want to do because just because they want to do it it starts to make you feel icky and resentful totally that you have no voice in the matter right you're just going along to go along you know reality is that you might not even believe that you have one I mean a voice so that you yeah. don't even have a voice, right? This is why children go off to college to study things they have no interest in becoming because mm. in the dynamic of the parent child relationship, the child doesn't have a need, right? Yeah, wow. So how do you break this? You put your needs first, point blank. I know that's easier said than done. Sure. But you say what you want to be. Like if you wanted to be an artist versus a doctor, you want to be a, you want to be an artist. That's it. Remember guys, it's your life. It's your life. You have to live it. And you just have to speak up and start saying things that you want to do and what interests you. Yeah. Put your needs first.
0: And I think that that is, I do believe that's really hard for a lot of people. Yes. It's, you know, you don't want to, again, you don't want to let people down. You don't want to disappoint people. Rock the boat. Yeah, totally. And, you know, you know, there is some. You know, I love having a close family relationship. I love having good, close friends. And so there, is, there are times, sometimes you're like, I don't really need to rock the boat on this one, right? Yeah. But when it, when it does come to your life and what you're going to do and the trajectory of how it's going, you may make really bad decisions. But at the end of the day, they're your decisions to make. And you have to be able to have some confidence to move forward, right? Yes. And learn from them. Um yeah, that's I can I see how that can be really hard for for people. So the next one is that your days are full of worrying about others. And I get it, we all have people in our lives that we worry about. Even people who say they're not worriers have someone that makes them worry a little bit. Okay. That's just how I see it. But sometimes that worry can cross a boundary and become something that clouds your thoughts and your decisions. It paralyzes you with fear or anxiety about situations that could happen and keep you stuck. Again, having healthy worry makes sense. I'm a mom to a Mm two-year-old. I don't want him to run into the street. That's a healthy worry. So I make (laughs) sure that he sticks close to me and holds my hand when we're near a road. But if I allow that to really, really freak me out and not allow us to go outside and do anything, I'm letting that worry about someone else completely take over. It's just not a healthy outlook. So something that you could really do to work on this issue is you just have to set some kind of boundaries for yourself. Instead of telling yourself all the bad things that could happen to someone, talk to yourself about all the good and fun things that could happen instead. So much of this is about changing the narrative in your own head, which I touched on earlier. And even though that can be hard at first, you are in control of your own thoughts. No one else is worrying never gets us far. We can never add a day to our lives by worrying. In fact, I think you might even take some away because worry is stressful and stress kills you. Absolutely. <laughs> so while changing the narrative, remember to focus on thing, not to focus on things that could help, ha- could happen, right? Like how many times have you worried about others with possible income or outcomes? Like, oh, if I do this, you know, so-and-so is going to think this way of me, um, or say this about me, and you're worrying about others. Or if I, if we go on an airplane, it could crash. Like, there's all these things that, like, oh, you're absolutely. worrying about these things that you're, like, they could just make you feel very anxious. And um, so, yeah, worrying about others. You know, like I said, there is a healthy way of going about and doing it, but you really have to change that narrative in your head. You know, try to spin it to something more positive, and not focus on all the bad and all the could happens.
1: Absolutely. So I think a lot of these things that we we're talking about, actually, they all meld with each other, right? So yeah. um, when you talk about this, I think mostly about uh, people in relationships where maybe one person is worrying about breaking up in the relationship, right? Yeah. So you
0: mm-hmm.
1: are worried that if you do this, they're no longer going to like you and they're mm-hmm. you're going to end up breaking up. And then what you end up having is a relationship not based in any kind of trust right just based on worry and where you have lost your sense of what you bring to the table because you're too worried about doing something wrong
0: yeah so and how much how often do we see these things kind of manifest themselves right where you're worrying about it you're worrying about it you're worrying about it, and it happens right like you know or whatever the situation is because you're kind of creating a space for it um yeah yeah so
1: yeah All right, guys. The next one is you tend to obsess about pleasing others or having others pleased by you. Mm-hmm. People pleasing. Yes, ma'am. Right away. Of course I can. How many of you like to have people like you?
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> right? I, do. I, I
1: think we all do. But when you are concerned with other people liking you to a fault or doing things that have people like you, like specifically, it's a problem, right? Yeah, totally. We, we were not meant to be put on this earth for a popularity contest. We're not. If your friends only like you because of what you do for them, it's time to get some new friends, my friend. (laughs) And if you believe that people only like you because of what you can do for them, then we need to work on our self esteem, right? Mm -hmm. It starts by some inner reflection and evaluating why you have this desire or belief that you must provide something for someone to like you. Yeah. Then you need to stop doing these things for other people and only give in moderation. Yeah. Start giving to yourself and less to others. You might find you have a better circle of people around you when you do. Yeah. Yes.
0: Amazing. Oh Man, some of these are hard, Monica. I know.
1: <laughs> they are all hard. I mean, this is why codependency is so hard. They're all hard. And I think that as we go through it, you kind of see, you know, you're not full-fledged codependent, but you kind of see little things that you do here and there where you're like, oh, dang, like I do right. that. Yeah. So I can be a people
0: pleaser, man. I will say yes to everything all the time to where I am completely on overload. And I don't even share that with people. I don't tell people that. And, you know, because, yeah, I don't want people to be like, oh, I can't trust her with that. Or I can't count on her because, you know, she's flaky or she, you know, like I can't handle any of that. And so I just am like, okay, well, I can do all these things. And this week I was like, oh, my God, I can't. And I've just like having to like say, sorry, can't do it. Nope, can't make it, won't do it. And it just feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you don't have to be full-fledged, codependent to see some yeah. of these things in yourself, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. But the next one I want to talk about, and this can be something that I feel like a lot of people do, you tend to overgive of yourself, be it spiritually, emotionally, physically, or even financially. Uh, where you feel bad, you know, somebody comes to you and they have an issue and you just feel like I have to put everything on the back burner so I can yeah. help this person. Or they have, you know, somebody that I love, they can't pay their rent and they're coming to me because they know I have a good job. And so I'm going to pay the rent for them because I, you know, I, I got to do this for them. And what if I don't, I'm going to let them down. And it's, it can become so stressful when you're, cause you, you only have so much to give. Right. You know, and if you think of yourself kind of as this whole person, you know, spiritually, you have a little bit to give to people emotionally, physically, you know, but you, you're only one person, you can only give so much. And then sometimes people take advantage of that too, right? You have to be really careful. So, and this is my advice is to set boundaries, say no, and give in moderation. You know, there's been times I've given to people because in my heart, It's what I want to do. If I feel like, you know, I feel led to give to them. But sometimes those people have come back for more. Absolutely. And... I have thought, well, I'm not the type of person who's like, you know, I don't always need to be paid back. You know, I'm, I've am i I've been really good about that kind of stuff because I see it as if God blesses me, I want to be able to bless other people. Right. But there's a difference between blessing other people and being taken advantage of. And so I've just had to pull back and say, you know, I'm just not able to do it right now. And that just goes back to being confident in who you are, yeah. confident in, oh, and being okay with saying no and yes. being like, my no doesn't really even need an excuse. You don't need to have any other reason of why I can't do it. I just can't. Um, and it's not because you're a bad person. But when you're overgiving of yourself, you are going to drain yourself. You are going to feel exhausted. Um, and you have to set boundaries. There's so many. There's a really good book all about boundaries. You can get it on Amazon. Um and it's all about how setting boundaries, and and you just we have to know how to do that, whether it be with your boss, whether it be with your family, whoever yes. it is, right? Families, family can take advantage of that, absolutely, very easily, and you can feel bad, and you can feel like I need to be able to help because they're my family. If you can't do it though, it's okay to say no. It's okay to set those moderate, those boundaries, and if you can give a little bit. Oh you know I can't, you know what I can't pay your rent but maybe I can help you with groceries this week. If you can do that. If you can't do any of it, it's still okay to say no.
1: Yeah.
0: But giving in moderation's okay as well, but you just have to be careful. You just have to
1: absolutely again,
0: the B word set yeah. those boundaries. <laughs>
1: so I'm just going to jump right into this so it's just going to be a big long tirade of the same thing that we just said. And it's you struggle (laughs) with setting boundaries and holding people accountable. Oh my God. Okay. So guys, I think we all struggle with this one on some level. I mean, you just spoke about it, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Boundaries are hard to set for people. The word no is viewed as being difficult, Mm -hmm. mean, not fun, not a team player. And so we all have problems with saying no or thinking that if we say no, we are bad people. But guys, No around here is one of our favorite words (laughs) I know it is (laughs) yeah because we always say like we always say say no means being able to say yes to the better things the things that bring us joy right yeah so if you are codependent you are allowing people to come in and tell you what to do sometimes without even asking right families are really good at this can you bring X, Y, Z to the party at 12 on Sunday? Wear this and don't do this like you always do and embarrass us. Make sure you do this and yeah. you do it because you have never told your family that A, you don't like parties, they make you anxious, and B, you just don't want to go, right? Yeah, totally. But this, is, but this is what I'm talking about. So especially families are really good at that. They're just like, this is what you have to do and you have to do it, right? Yeah. Boundaries are limits that you set for yourself that determine what you will or will not participate in. Yeah, And it is up to you to set that boundary and to communicate it. Yeah. How do you do that? By saying no yeah. and holding other people accountable for respecting that boundary. Absolutely. So, an example is this. You work a, corp- a corporate job where you're expected to be available around the clock. Maybe you are an executive. You have a higher up job. So you have, you know, you have to be available. Right. But you also have a family who is important to you. And yeah. dinner time is a top priority. So you get bombarded during dinner time with meetings and calls, and you never enjoy your family time, or you mm-hmm. set a boundary. Yep, and you say from five to seven every day I am not available. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. It's as if I'm in the emergency room and unavailable. Cannot contact me. Right? I have no
0: service on my cell phone. No service on no my laptop. laptop. <laughs> I am
1: on an island somewhere from five yep. to seven p.m. I am on an island. I'm unreachable. Island time. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and before you know it, you guys, everyone respects the boundaries and calls are happening before five and after seven. Yeah. You have to set the boundaries and hold people accountable to respect them
0: right, and hold them. Yeah. So, yeah, you have to be accountable to yourself yeah. and hold those right. Yes, like when you you can you can tell people all day long I'm not available five to seven, and then somebody creeps in and says, and says sorry oh. there was an emergency and I didn't know, and you take the call and you respond right. to the email. You're showing them that it's okay to bother you during that. But it's time. not actually
1: a boundary. It's just it's a you know. Yeah,
0: I it's just a, said it's it, a maybe, but yeah. yeah, exactly. That's so good, and it you know I was also thinking this when you were talking that. You know, there's a lot of, when you're talking about the families and this is what you need to do, there's a lot of stuff too with families who have like a lot of culture, right? Right. Um, Who, you know, let's say you have a wedding and you need to invite 500 of your, you know, distant cousins because that's just how everything is done and you don't want to do it. If you don't want to do it, say no. And I think that a lot of people think that they just can't say no, but you can. You can. You can. Maybe mom's going to be mad. Maybe dad's going to be mad. Whatever. That is, that's the situation. They're going to have to get over it because they do, if they love you, they do eventually have to respect you. Right. And respect your choices, right? And they may not like it, but that's okay. That's not what it's about. It's not about whether they like that or not. It's just a matter of, hey, that's not what I want at my wedding. I don't know those people and I have to pay for them to come. That's a lot for me. And I'd rather, I don't ever see them. I don't want them to come you know and i think that but you also have there's i i think that it's like i don't have i don't know i come from a very white family so i don't have some <laughs> i don't have that many cousins but you know i know some friends of mine really have really big extended families and that's sure. been a that's been a huge thing for them a pain point you know of being able to say no or all the parties that the families throw for everything you know yeah the child's first poop, you have a yeah. party and you're like, oh my God, I don't even have time. My weekends are just family parties. And it's yeah. like, you have to be able to say no at some point. So
1: I know it can Set be hard. Set the boundary Set the yeah. boundary. and yeah. respect the boundary. Yes.
0: yes. So the next one is you easily lose yourself in others' needs or drama and you forget Ooh. yourself. Yes.
1: Yeah, so right? It's very easy to do
0: too. It is, right? It's you... So... I know somebody who has, and I, I wouldn't call it a codependent relationship, but I would just say, you know, when, especially with illness, like say somebody has a need, you put yourself in the back burner, right? And sometimes that's, that's an okay thing for that period of time, right? But then that illness passes and you just still feel like you need to be all wrapped up in their business or in their mess or whatever is going on. Um, and you don't focus on yourself. You don't ever, you don't take any me time you don't you just don't take care of yourself because you're so focused on everything else that is going on in somebody else's life like we've all had that right we've had friends who are super dramatic and everything is about them right so basically we just want you to detach from the drama of people's lives yeah again does this go back to boundaries? I feel like it kind of goes back to boundaries. It does. And saying no, right? Yeah. You don't have to be part of everything, every downward spiral somebody has, every time somebody, one of your friends, a boy looked up them the wrong way, or whatever is going on. You don't have to be super attached. You can be caring and loving and say, hey, I'm available to chat with you. You know, on Tuesday, maybe we can go out to dinner and let's talk about this. But I am not available at 2 o'clock every morning to talk about this issue. (laughs) I'm not available every night when it's dinner time with my family. You just have to be able to detach from it because it really starts. Like, I don't know if you've, you know, when I hear a sad story, like I really, like I take it on. I'm an empathetic person. And people who are that way, it really drains them. And I'm not telling you to not... Care about other people's needs, or maybe the drama they have. But we all have that friend, like I said, who's got drama all the time,
1: all the time. Yeah. And so, at
0: some point, you're like, you're just crying wolf at this point. Like, I don't, you know, this isn't what right, I get need. Get it
1: together, yeah, yeah.
0: I can't, I can't do this, um, and you can't. You don't even have time, like I said, to focus on the things that are going on in your life. You have so right. much. You're just so enthralled with their life and what's going on and you're just so busy talking to them all the time about it, right? There's people who expect you to be available all the time. Yeah. They expect you to be available to talk to them about whatever's going on in their relationship, whatever's going on in their head, and you just, you can't physically do that to yourself. So detach yourself the best way possible from that drama. Be available on designated times that you give them. And other than that, just... You got to
1: let it go. Yeah. I think another one is maybe stop giving advice. Oh, man.
0: Yeah.
1: You'll find that some friends come to you for advice all the time and it's just the drama like you were just talking about. Right. And so like one of the things is just stop giving the advice. Like be kind, like maybe lend an ear, let them talk Mm -hmm. to you, let them vent. But. You know, yeah. send it back to them and be like, well, right. how do you feel about it? Like, what how do you, you think? think you can
0: work through how, it? How
1: do you think you're going to do it? Like, don't yeah. offer any more advice that way. They're not codependent on you for the advice, if that makes right. sense, right? Totally.
0: <laughs> and how many times have you, I've had friends where I've given them the same advice.
1: Over and over. Over and
0: over again. And I get frustrated to where I'm like, I don't want to talk to you about any of this anymore. Right. Because you keep coming to me. If you just want to vent and you, (laughs) yeah, but like, if you just want to vent, I get it. Like sometimes people just want to vent, but when I hear somebody vent about the same thing over and over again, I'm just like, all right, sounds good. I'm so sorry you're going through that. Um, you know, I'll be thinking about you, but yeah, I think that's a really good one. Don't give advice because you're just going to be the advice machine. Yeah. Yeah. They're not taking it or you're just going to be stuck in this spiral of advice that is just like. It's going to exhaust you. <laughs>
1: it's exhausting. Exactly. All right. So next is, it is more comfortable for you to take care of others than it is to take care of yourself. Mm. Ooh. We talk about this all this time, this concept of self-care. Yeah. But the reality is, for some of you, you simply don't know how to do this. Self-care. Yeah. yeah. I think moms fall into this codependency trap a lot mm-hmm. where all of a sudden their children become the number one thing to take care of no matter what. Yes. Right, and I'm not saying that that should be, but anyone who is a caretaker, yeah. position, right? Even if you're taking care of a sick parent or you know, a sick child. Anyway, you know, caretaker position yeah. can fall into this trap: that the belief that taking care of someone else first is the way it is. And it's the most
0: important. Thing, and it's the right? most
1: important. But as we've said many times before, this is a lie. Yeah. Self care is utterly important and I'm not talking about bubble baths and face masks guys right but mental self care self care for your body you have to take care of yourself before you can ever care for anyone else yeah otherwise you just end up burned out tired stressed depressed Mm -hmm. sick right so how do you break this very simply you put your needs first and we already said that in a lot of the other things and so I know it's hard but you have to put yourself first and how do you do that? Well, if you are super busy, and Danae, you are really good at this, mm-hmm. you schedule it. Yeah. You schedule your workout, you schedule your lunch, you write it down, and you yeah. make it so, and you put a boundary on it. Yeah. <laughs> right? This, this is, is what happening. I'm, this is happening. This is what I'm doing it. Yeah. So if you were overwhelmed, you ask for help, unapologetically. Yeah. You need 30 minutes of alone time every day, great. That's fine. If you recognize that, that is fantastic. You hire someone to watch the kids for 30 minutes. You mm-hmm. ask your spouse to do it. You make it happen. Yeah. Because, guys, if you can't take care of yourself first, you can't take care of anybody else. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Monica and I actually were just talking about this before we started the podcast um, okay. today. I realized that I could use a little bit of help in the, like, somebody to watch Zane for a few hours for me, yeah. right? During the day, when it's not just nap time, because I have things, I've got church commitments, I've got uh, business commitments, I've got life commitments, right? You know, (laughs) being a wife and doing things in the home, right? And there's literally not enough hours in the day. And also, by the end of the day, I don't want to just be like, okay, I just worked all day. Taking care of a kid is work, so let's just be very real. I just worked all day and now I put him to bed and now let me work for five more hours and not get any sleep and not take care of myself at all, right? I just – I don't work that way. There's a lot of people who do and can do that, but I am like – done.
1: <laughs> I don't think anyone should work that way. I, think I don't. Just I a don't misconception. either. So, yeah.
0: But you know, how many times have we been on like mm-hmm. Instagram, or I've listened to podcasts, and they've said like, "Oh yeah, to start my business, I just burned the midnight oil. I mean, I worked till two o'clock in the morning, and I just really crammed it in there." And I thought, you know what? I don't want to do that. Does that make me a bad entre- entrepreneur? No. Maybe I'm not going to get there as fast as those people who work six hours after their kid goes to bed. But maybe I will, and maybe I won't be burnt out when I get there. Or maybe it will take me a little bit longer, but I'll eventually get there. I would rather have that. But there is a lot of guilt in that, Yeah, kind of going back to that, of feeling like, I don't know, I shouldn't ask for it. But we have to. We have have to be able to ask for that help to get what we need so that we can feel mentally good and mentally prepared. Like I want to be the best mom and wife that I can be. That doesn't... That's not a burned out version of myself. Right. Right? That's not going to be the best for anybody. So yeah, I know that's a hard one. It's I a struggle. hard one. I mean, I'll be real. I struggle with that.
1: I mean, I think that for a lot of these, it's putting yourself and your needs first. And we look <laughs> at that as being utterly selfish.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, let's be real. That's what it is. Because we're
0: told but, that it's selfish.
1: Right? Like you're like... Yeah. you. What do you mean? Like, you work for me at a job. Like, you work for me. I expect you to... You don't get any time. You don't get a say. You do what I tell you. Or you're a mom and you're like, I have to raise my kid. I don't have any time. This is what I need to be doing. I shouldn't be complaining. Yeah. But when we do that, we make ourselves sick. We burn out. We do, you know, you just... You have to put your needs first. And it doesn't have to be selfish. It really doesn't.
0: No. (laughs) You can literally... You know, it's not just like, all right, kids, I've had it with you. I have to call your dad and he's coming home from work. Like, okay, let's just take a breather for a second because, like, that really throws a wrench in people's day. How about you schedule it? It's okay to schedule yeah. some time. First of all, that's great for you because you're like, cool, I have something to look forward to. You know, not that, like, life is horrible, but just, like, if you're like, oh, I'm going to go get my nails done on Tuesday. And, right. Like, that's something great to be excited about, right? Um, and it helps everybody else around you too, because they know it's coming, they can schedule it, they know, hey, I'm not going to, there's, you know, I have a family calendar, it's up on my wall, I'm looking at it right now, and this is just, I just write stuff down that is going to affect everybody, right, I don't put recording podcasts on days that I don't need Skunder to know about that, it doesn't matter, right. but if it's like a Saturday, and I'm like, hey, we're recording, we're doing some batch recording, I need you to take Zane for three hours, put it, we schedule it in advance, and he knows about it, and it's not selfish because I'm letting him know I'm working with him. I'm doing a good thing for him, but I'm also I'm able to schedule in something that is good for me. And absolutely, I think it's important.
1: I think something else that you do is, that I like that you do really well is mm-hmm. today we'll schedule weekends to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> I do. Thank you. I do. <laughs> I'll be like nothing. I, no. Mm-mm. No. And and she puts it on the calendar. No, I love it. <laughs> I think it's so great. She puts it on the calendar, and they but they don't do anything like. I don't know that you guys they won't go like, to the farmers market we, yeah, or, you, it's just a nice We don't go to family weekend. events. I yeah. don't go
0: to church events. I mean, I'll go to church on Sunday, but like for instance, I'll, you know, I actually had to, you know, I'm I'm a, one of my worship leaders at church and I also do the kids music and they had scheduled me on a weekend that was already really busy and I was like, "No, I can't. I can't do it." And I was so proud of myself today cuz I was like, I they don't know my, you know. Yeah. They're not scheduling me out of spite. They're like, hey, we want you to serve and, you know, we love having you serve. But I was like, I know by Sunday I will not be able to mentally prepare songs and be like in the mood and or not the mood, but just you have to kind of have a good mindset, you know, yeah. when you're going into that. I'm going to be really busy st- with stuff on Saturday and Friday. And I was like, no, I'm not going to be able to do it. So I, I will even make sure that I'm not scheduled for church related things. I don't have family functions. I don't go hang out with my friends. Like, it's just for me, Zane and Iskander, to be together and do whatever the crap we want. If that's sitting at home eating brunch and in our pajamas watching a cartoon, that's what we're doing. Yeah. And I I don't make any, I really don't make any apologies about that. So, thank you. Thanks for bringing that up. And thank you. It's one thing I do well, many things (laughs) I do not. So, you do. So the last one that I just, I really just wanted to touch on and Monica, I'd love your input on this as well, but you have a lot of self doubt, right? And this can be something that, um, could lead to some codependency because you think mm, I'm not good enough. I, you know, I need this, uh, you know, we need this other person or God, I can't make these decisions myself. You know, I, you're, you're just, you just don't believe in yourself yeah. and, you know, I've, I've definitely struggled with this at times. I'm not, I don't struggle with this one as much because I'm happy to just like go and do something and figure it out. But self-doubt can be really controlling. It can make you, it can stop you from doing things that you really want. You don't feel like you're good enough. If you have self-doubt and you're in a relationship, you feel like you can't make it without that person. You feel, yes. you feel like a lot of these things we've already talked about, you know, you you know doubt yourself, so you're not setting the boundaries that you need for yourself. So, I mean, and how many times have you looked on Instagram, right, and been like, and this isn't really a codependency thing, but been like, oh, these people are doing this, and you just, you, you start doubting that you're even worthy of, of kind Absolutely. of having the life you want um, and doing the things that you want. So, I just want to encourage people to just let go of what other people are doing doesn't matter, you know, yeah. and also don't obsess over what's not in your control. You know, you can have this self-doubt, but, you know, there's a lot of things that we can't control and we, we think about it a lot and we obsess over it and it really causes us to doubt ourselves and what we, you know, we have intuition. I feel like women, <laughs> we all have it, but I feel like women have it even stronger. <laughs> we can tap into it a little bit more than men can. Sorry, men. Um, but you know, tap into that and, and you know, what are you, how I'm trying to phrase this, you know, what, you, what are
1: you, what are you in control of? What yes, good at you. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. And don't, don't doubt that. Be, be good with yourself. You know, this goes back to trying to help build your self-esteem oh. and kind of, again, changing the narrative in your head when you have this, like, I can't make it without this person or I can't do this thing. Um, without them or by myself, whatever, you need to change a narrative in your head and say, I can do this. And maybe you won't believe it at first. But if you really start talking to yourself because you're in control of that, you can change how you feel and what you believe by just talking to yourself and being positive. Absolutely. So, But self-doubt, I, th- I feel like a lot of people are plagued with that.
1: Oh, yes. I believe self-doubt and self-confidence is a is a daily muscle that needs to be worked out uh, on the daily and especially in women i think we self-doubt ourselves on a lot of things everything and anything yeah (laughs) to be honest and you know everything from the way we look to what we wear to how we act to what we say to what we do with our partners what we don't do with our partners how we interact with our family everything 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 yeah and i i i think that it is a daily muscle that needs to be exercise yeah by I do too. changing that self narrative mm-hmm. and you know once you start to do it I think you start to become more uh, aware that you're doing yeah. it right yeah and so you can quickly change the narrative in your head right Where right you're like like today you were saying about ba- you were having a bad day and you're like I just yeah. gotta like get outside and walk and change that like yeah because otherwise you can sit in it for a while and it's icky yeah but yeah I think that
0: and 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 what's funny, like, this one isn't necessarily, like, it doesn't seem like, how is this connected to being codependent? I don't understand. But when you have self-doubt, when you're doubting your own perceptions about things, um, you can stay stuck in relationships that are really bad for you. Exactly. You can, you know, like I said, have this narrative in your head that's like, you know, they're really not that bad. This could be relationship, familial, romantic, boss. They're really not that bad. I just, you know, it doesn't seem like they like me, but maybe I'm just, I'm just like being ridiculous about that. And I need to, you know, so I feel like it's, it has a lot to do with, I mean, it can really, it can make you be codependent having these oh, issues, yes. right? So, it may seem kind of like, it's not the same as like, oh, you tend to obsess about pleasing others, right? Like that seems like that's, oh yeah, co- codependent. That makes sense. Yeah. But this can really put you in that kind of codependency spiral, make you doubt what you believe, that you're good enough, that you're worthy, and right. keep you well, in a I really think bad situation. It also
1: spirals into everything else that yeah. leads to codependency. So for your example of a bad relationship, right? Yeah. People are in relationships that they want to leave, and they may have been in relationships for a long time, so they self-doubt, A, whether they can be independent, meaning financially, emotionally. They then worry, Mm -hmm. right? So then they're like, well, maybe I can change that person. You can't change that person. No, You start doing what they want to do all the time, what they say, so you lose your senses. I mean, it just kind of You try to change yourself
0: to fit it, and you're just like... That's not going to work either. You're yeah. going to be unhappy too. Yeah. It totally does. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all we have to yeah, that. Yeah, that's
0: what we It's very profound. <laughs> okay.
1: The last one is, you may have been raised by an alcoholic, narcissist, or non-nurturing caregiver. Mm. Now, this one, this one is particularly tough because when you are raised in this situation, A, you don't know any other way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Two. You are forced to grow up faster than you need to and are often, in turn, the caregiver,
0: if Mm. that makes sense. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Your codependency is that you must take responsibility for others, otherwise nothing gets done. Yeah. And this is really apparent when you have one of these three situations where you end up being the caregiver or the adult in situation. Um, And I feel like this one breeds all the other ways of codependency, right? You want to people please for Mm -hmm. affection. You put other people first because you, you don't want always to rock had boat. to. <laughs> yep. You don't know how to say no because how could you? Yeah, right. If this is your situation, I think that there's a lot of work to do. I think it would benefit you to go to to therapy. Right. There's a lot yeah. of past hurts to move past and new habits to form. Yeah. So I think therapy in this situation is the best. But mm-hmm. I think um, if you're trying to move past this, it looks like um, just giving that relationship some space the yeah. codependent relationship right yeah. and removing yourself from that person like i'm not saying don't ever go visit them but like maybe visit them less often mm-hmm. especially if you know that they trigger mm-hmm. you in such a way yeah they put right? you in a negative headspace negative headspace they yeah. just you, you you walk in and you become that person again you've ever had that like I mean, um, my family dynamic is not a codependent, but I find yeah. that when I go home and I'm like in my room and I'm like, oh, 12 again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, mom. Okay, <laughs> hey, mom, <maybe> you want. <laughs> right? Um, walking away from arguments yeah. that will never be won or changed, right? Oh my God. So the people are starting an argument just because that's their nature and you're like, yeah. you maybe would engage in the past, but knowing now that... It doesn't matter. You're not gonna win it and they're not gonna change their mind. Yeah. Right? And realizing that people have the ability to make their own decisions and knowing it has absolutely no bearing on you whatsoever.
0: Yeah.
1: Responding, not reacting, and finally knowing that you can't control everything. You can only control yourself. And I think that's a big one that we've said throughout the whole time we've been here is you know, you can't control everything, you can only control yourself. So how you react to things, yeah, how you handle things. So true. I wanted to just kind of wrap
0: all of this up and just I feel a big theme of everything that we've been talking about. And Monica and I write our notes separately. Yeah. So um, <laughs> just so people know, like, I think that's important for people to understand. Like we, we know the topics we're going to talk about, but when we're, you know, we each have a specific part of the topic we're talking about, we write them separately. And a lot of what I feel like it's coming back to is, well, one, self-esteem, but boundaries. And saying no, I think, is a huge, huge one. And so I kind of wanted to just end today with some really good quotes on boundaries and just kind of elaborate on them a little bit. So if you will humor me. Absolutely. The first one I really liked was the only people who get upset when you set boundaries are those who benefited from you having none.
1: Absolutely. I, li- a I, li- good one. <laughs> I love that
0: quote because it's true. Again, you got to not care that they get upset about it, right? Yeah. It's just, it is what it is. They might get upset and they were taken advantage of you. So they're the, they're the only ones who are going to be upset. And they're probably not the best people for you to have in your life on a daily basis anyway, right? Oh, you might need so to good. distance yourself. Yeah. The next one I really loved was by Mark Groves and it's walls. Keep everybody out. Boundaries teach people where the door is.
1: Ooh, so that's also a good one. <laughs> so good.
0: We're not telling you to put up walls, not have relationships. That's the opposite of what we're telling you. We're just telling you to, you know, show people where the door is. Like this is where, you know, I'm well, you know, we're welcome to do these things, to talk about these things, Right. Um, you know, but I have a boundary when it comes to the time, maybe
1: dinner time, the-
0: dinner time or the time you're going to call me or um, whatever your boundary is. You just let them know where the door is. It's totally okay. Don't put walls up. You know, we want you to have good relationships. The whole point of this topic is we want you to have healthy relationships. Right. So we're not telling you don't help people ever, you know, leave everybody alone and just sit in a room by yourself. No. Like we're not telling you to do that. <laughs> Please um, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. But just set the right boundaries for yourself and feel and learn to be confident with yes. yourself. In those boundaries, and then the last one is by my homegirl Brene Brown, oh. and it's "Daring to Set Boundaries" is about having the courage to love ourselves, even when we risk disappointing others. Oh. And that kind of kind of goes with the first one, where right. you know the people who the most the people who are going to be the most upset with you are the people who benefited from you not having them. So you just have to. Have courage to love yourself when you're setting those boundaries, even if it's going to be, somebody's going to be upset, even if someone's going to be disappointed. Yeah. I had a situation last year where I had to set a boundary and I knew it was going to hurt somebody's feelings. And I hated the way it made me feel, but I set it. yeah, And it changed my life. And yeah. so it can be hard. I'm not saying that it's not hard, but have the courage to do the right thing for you in your life whether you have a family or you don't, have the courage to set those boundaries, show people where the door is so you can still have great relationships and let go of the relationships that are taking advantage of you.
1: Yeah. Let it go. I love it. Oh my God. Okay, guys, we want to thank you so much for joining us today and obviously every week. I hope this episode spoke to you because I know it spoke to the both of us. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Our file sizes are very small, so we promise they will not take a lot of space on your phone. So please <laughs> subscribe. Yes. <laughs> also, wedding season is coming up and Danae and I are doing an entire month of wedding wellness Woo-woo. starting next month. Yay. So if you know or are a bride-to-be and want actionable, easy, stress-free wedding wellness tips, make sure to subscribe and join our newsletter We are spilling all the tea on everything from budgets to relationships. Mm -hmm. And as always, follow us on Instagram at podcast. We love you, wellness babes. Join us next week when we speak with a special guest about her wellness journey from being bedridden to being cured holistically. It is an especially powerful episode. So So Today and I, we wish you a memorable week, and we hope you be well. Bye, guys. Bye, friends.